You're listening to episode 188 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email to 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Three hours into a recording session, and all of a sudden, the screens just went blank. <laughs> well, your screen went blank. Oh, I can't believe... <laughs> and since your, your computer is the one that... Uh, is Handles running everything. everything. Yeah. That's kind of important. Yeah, but but yet another reason why I love uh, love Max. I, I brought it in. It was the video card crapped out on it. They replaced it. Didn't cost me a dime. Took a few days. Love it. Oh, nice. Fucking love Mac. Wow. Telling you, Tony, if you're having trouble, go to go to, go <sighs> to Mac. Anybody who mentions anything about the price of a Mac is is clearly have never had one because everybody who has one will never talk about how you know that they're expensive or whatever. It's I, I can't. Well, they may talk about the fact that it's expensive, but they also like it's worth every. Oh, every every dime. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we're <laughs> we're, we're gonna. I, I don't want to call it forced enthusiasm, but it's kind of it's it's that <laughs> organic. We went through this, and now you're yeah, like some of the stories we we covered in our three hour yeah long and, drunken um, recording session. So. <laughs> Let's let's get into it. All right. All right. Well, he's Mark. She's Karen, and I'm Tony. And as always, we start with random Vegas. The Dunes Main Tower, its casino and most of its restaurants, clubs, and theaters all fit where Bellagio's Lake now sits. We got that from at Vegas underscore only. I just, I mean, you knew that properties are bigger than they used to be, but yeah. fitting it in the lake now? Well, but I still think that might be a little misleading because you think about how big that fucking lake is. It is, sure. I mean, it's... It's huge, and they are building the casinos bigger because you've got more people well, and coming to Vegas. They're using the the land the differently. Different. It used to be a giant golf course, now. So yeah, yeah. But there you go. I just thought that was Good. interesting. So it, it's, there's something cute and toy like about it. Like, oh, just fit it on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> it is so tiny. Right. <laughs> Look how quaint you used to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dunes. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the twit pick of the week. Lording over the strip like the god of thunder and awesome pictures of Vegas via a helicopter, this week's winner is once again at JL Sheed. It's been a long time since we've had back-to-back winners, but when you take photos of the strip like this while towering over it, dominating it with your supremacy and metaphorical dong, <laughs> odds are you're going to attract my attention and possibly arouse my interest. Master of all surveyed, thank you for sharing your kingdom. I do have to say, I, um, on a side note, the arena does look like a quality addition to the to the skyline. No, normally, you wouldn't think of a stadium as. Although I guess a lot of actually maybe that that comment isn't 
isn't surprising at all. I retract it. I retract it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I find so funny is you make a statement. Neither Tony or I say anything. I'm just sort of looking at you like, okay. And you completely talked yourself out I worked of it. it. I worked it out in my head. <laughs> the Although, journey of discovery. <laughs> sometimes it takes Mark a little bit longer right. to work it through than everybody else. I'm going to say something bold and immediately regret it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not going to talk about the solar panels on top of Mandalay Bay being nice as well? Oh, shit, yeah. I forgot about that part. Dude. <laughs> This is going to be clunky, people. It's going to happen. This is literally episode 188, part two. <laughs> so, yes. yes, I do think the solar panels look pretty cool. I, I wish uh, the whole, and I, and I do hope that the, the whole strip, I've never understood why a desert in general isn't just covered in solar panels. Uh, yeah, I don't know why there aren't more of them out in Vegas, because it seems like you've got a natural resource right there that yeah. you're not taking advantage of. Yeah. Could you imagine well, if Luxor was actually covered in sol- solar panels? I've always thought that, yeah, that'd be a trip. <laughs> How clever. That would be That would be clever. And frankly, when you think about just all of the tops of the hotel casino buildings themselves, uh, you know, you could put the solar panels on there and they're not going to be distracting to yeah. the otherwise, you know. I mean, one of the things that we love most about Vegas is when, it, particularly if we don't get a view of the Strip, typically you get a view of the mountains then. Right. So I can understand not wanting to see... Um, you know, football fields upon football fields of, of solar panels, <laughs> solar panel. but put it on top of the buildings, no one's going to notice. Yeah, yeah but would it mess up those aerial shots that you love so much? Well, it doesn't in this picture. I think I think it looks fine. It's just, it's the top of this convention. If anything, I thought it looked kind of cool. Well, to that point, you know, top of a convention center, everybody and their brother has a convention yeah. center, so at least use that roof space because sure. it's usually not mixed in with the motif of the casino. Yeah, I mean, it's so. it's just, yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, there's a giant building, what's that? So if you don't want to put it, well, but think about it, the, even the top of, like, Planet Hollywood, you never see what's behind the Planet Hollywood side mm-hmm. unless you're staying in one of the rooms behind it. I yeah. mean, oh, wait, the pool deck is there, isn't it? Or there. Oh, that thing, yeah. yeah. That thing, <laughs> or whatever they call a pool deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move on to the news. We've got more 360 Vegas Vacation 3 details. Yes, it is with great disappointment that we can officially report that Tropicana will not be a host property at 360 Vegas Vacation 3. As many of you know, and some of you actually experienced, Tropicana was supposed to be a host property at 360 Vegas Vacation 2. However, due to an unfortunate miscommunication, when we arrived, they didn't know who we were. Shortly after the mix-up, the property reached out to us, apologized profusely, and pledged to do whatever they could to make it up to us. Those efforts were to be showcased at 360 Vegas Vacation 3 in the form of a poolside cabana, food and beverage, and exclusive gaming. However, Vegas is still a business, and when Penn National Gaming purchased them, those that had the power to take care of us lost that power. And then, after losing patience with the additional effort I was needing to make to fire this up the ladder for approval, it it started to feel more like we wanted them to host us than they wanted to host us, so we decided to seek new partners. Now, once we have those details, as well as any official details regarding the events of 360 Vegas Vacation 3, we'll be sure to share them with you. 
and we do expect to have a lot of those starting in February. And I do, I do want to make clear to, to everybody, this isn't like Tropicana fucked us. This happened. I got tired of, of working with it. It's like the, the idea is, and I do this every vacation when I start putting it together, is I reach out to a bunch of people like, hey, are you guys interested in, in doing this? And those that are, great. Those that aren't, that's fine too. It doesn't really matter. This just became too much, and I just got tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so they may have eventually but oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely want to do it. But it just, I just didn't care. <laughs> like, of effort. Yeah, at some point I was like, forget it, man. I, I'm, I'm tired of calling and checking up and following up. Normally it's like, you guys interested? Yeah, this is what we want. Okay, we can do it. And this was like, no, you got to reach out to someone. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. So. It's too much. Yep. Well, and that's too bad, too, because I know that my wife and I were somewhat, somewhat looking forward to the prospect of staying at the Tropicana. Yeah. Just because it's a, it's a, Frankly, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but prior to Vegas vacation, uh, the 360 Vegas vacation too, I'd never, my wife and I had never set foot in the Tropicana in the, you know, 12 plus trips to Vegas that we'd made in the past. So this was a new experience for us last year. And then we thought, oh, well, what a great way to follow it up. And we'll just stay there for this trip. But not to be, and that's all right. Um, I'll probably just crash at an MGM resort where we can at least get comped anyway. Right. Tropicana <laughs> probably had to have paid for it. So silver linings. Right. Right. I mean, and I, I honestly, tar- Tropicana is still, now we haven't been there since they have new ownership, but right. it, it's one of my favorite properties. I really like it. I like the pool. I like the rooms. It's easy to get around. I mean, I, I, I really like, and I like the gambling limits. Well, and we'll so, st- they still may be a part of it. They're just not going to be a host property. We're still probably going to end up doing something there. I mean, it's it's a whole South Strip thing. It's just, they're just not an official partner. Right. So we're not, we're not plugged. Them. Right. Oh, there it is. Speaking of bending over and being plugged, <laughs> new MGM fees. <laughs> nice transition, that is Tony. Nice. Yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> MGM teased on Thursday that they had a big announcement planned for Friday. That announcement was that they caved to public pressure and are investing $90 million to build a parking structure behind Excalibur to help handle the traffic their new arena behind New York, New York will drive. They also announced that they will upgrade their existing parking structures to have open full lights at each parking spot, similar to those already at Cosmopolitan and Wynn. Love those. I want those to be everywhere on the, oh, in the world. Those they're are, so nice. Yeah. Where's the parking spot? Look, there's a green light. Let's mm-hmm. go there. Yeah, absolutely. A mobile app to inform people how many open spots are available at a specific garage is also in the works. And lastly, it was disclosed that most MGM resorts will charge upwards of $10 to park in their parking garage overnight, starting this spring, coinciding with the opening of T-Mobile Arena. Fear not those shopping at Crystal's or Mandalay Bay's shopping center or even Circus Circus, you're safe. I love how the super high and the (laughs) super low aren't going to get charged. (laughs) I think it's because they know that if they tried to charge for Circus Circus, people would literally, yeah, just walk up and just laugh in their face. (laughs) This move, in addition to being a way to generate more money, MGM owns 37,000 parking spaces, by the way. They kind of hope this is going to deter you from parking a little bit so they can get away with only building a 3,000-space parking garage for a 20,000-seat arena. Well, in all fairness, you don't need one parking spot for each. It's true each seat because usually people at least arrive you know arrive in twos it's true so it's true but three thousand yeah yeah it's really yeah yeah, it's it's, i mean you're almost counting on there being five people per car or yeah five people five people per car 
uh, to be able to accommodate that. I or, mean, clearly they're just it's it's or just they're counting on filling the arena by people staying on the strip. Right. Yeah. Cle- clearly, they're they're still using their their. We've already got a bunch of parking spaces. We're just going to add some more here. Well, and part of it too, if if they've got different parking spaces, so okay, you don't get to park um, right there at the arena, but if you park um, behind. I don't know. Pick another one. Do you go to New York, New York and park? Yeah, then, New York, New York. And have Carlo, to walk down. So yeah. they're also looking at this from a standpoint of, okay, you're going to park one of the other garages and have to walk to it. So you'll walk through one of our casinos. Right. And maybe, you know, right. stop and drop a little money on oh, the way back. Oh, game's not starting for another hour. So we got to find something to do. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, and will they talk like that too? Will their, will their voice go real high? They should. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 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 I just want to be clear. Cool. <laughs> it was clarified that, at least in the beginning, those that pay to park will be able to park at all MGM properties without paying again for that day. As expected, the internet freaked out and cried foul. But the real interesting thing will be if anyone who bitched actually makes the effort to park at a garage that you don't have to pay at no matter how inconvenient it is. Because make no mistake, if you don't, it won't be long before every single property on the Strip starts charging for parking. The only way this stops is if people stop parking in their garages. It also means if you're driving to Vegas for your stay, then you'll need to rule out staying at an MGM property in favor of a company that doesn't charge. So save your blogging, tweeting, and podcast whining, and use the only form of communication that matters in a situation like this, your dollar. Otherwise, just like resort fees, shitty gaming, and everything else people think saying negative things about on social media will make a difference about, it won't, and instead it will become common practice. Adorably, another story was done with those in charge of public affairs for MGM about the dozens of emails they received complaining about the change. They even noted that several Facebook groups have formed to protest the fees, and a change.org petition has been started. Aww. I hate hate those fucking petitions. We're going to make a difference. (laughs) Come on, guys. We don't like this. Yes, but we're still going to pay for it. We'll yeah. whine about it, but still pay for it. I, I do I do give at least the Facebook groups a little bit of, of credit because it, it isn't people like us that go to Vegas all the time that know shit like this. It, that's not the people that need to know. It's the people who, most people who go to Vegas are just going to arrive, and when they were surprised about resort fees, they're going to be surprised by this, and all they're going to do is pay it. So you gotta you got to tell them some way. So I get that, but... All of it really boils down to your daughter. Or to your daughter. To your daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that comes with a resort. Right. <laughs> you get internet, newspaper, right. and access to the daughter. Right. New park. My prediction, I don't think people will make the effort, and it won't be long before everyone in Vegas is doing this. Just like every single professional sporting event, amusement park, on the planet, charges for parking. This, I, this, is, this is it. You know, two observations. Observation number one is I can I completely agree with you that it's only a matter of time until everyone will be doing this because what's going to happen is people are going to go and then park at, let's just say, the Caesars Entertainment properties only to hoof it over to the T-Mobile arena. Right. Um, but, the one, but my second observation mainly is, you know, for people like you and I, this isn't inherently going to impact us because not only do we fly in, but when we fly in, we don't traditionally rent 
cars. It's one of the few places that you vacation that you don't get a rental car. There's no need. Yeah. So the people that this is really going to impact are the Californians. Yep. And while I have a lot to say about people that come from Southern California to Vegas, <laughs> I will say one nice thing about them, which is I feel bad for them that these are the ones that are ultimately going to be impacted the most because they're the ones that are driving in to, to vacation there. Yeah. The point that I made to someone else is, you're right. For the folks that don't know, they don't come to Vegas very often, they chalk it up to just another expense as if they'd gone to Chicago or Seattle right, or right. New York City or wherever. But for those of us that know Vegas and have gone to Vegas and make f- frequent trips back to Vegas, what do you do then when you start to lose your repeat customers and, and now you're subsisting or trying to subsist mostly on the one-timers. Mm. So out of the 42 million that came to Las Vegas in 2015, what percentage of them are repeaters? And of those repeaters, how many people are going to go, you know what, uh, maybe I'll try a different city this time. You know what, I've never been to Denver or right. I've never been to Dallas. I'm going to give those places a try. I just wonder what the long-term implications are going to be. It is an interesting question. We, uh, I mean, as, of course, you know, part of this community, you know, did have, like, what is it that would, because my argument right off the bat was like, is it going to stop you from coming? Is it going to stop you? And I'm like, it it wouldn't stop me. Even if I was in California, it wouldn't stop me. It pissed me off, but it wouldn't stop me. I I mean, I would, of course, be staying at properties that don't have it to make a point. But ultimately, you know, if they all end up doing it, it wouldn't stop me. So what is it that would stop me from coming? I'm curious as to what you guys think. What's the thing when they, they stop offering that you're like, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't, I don't, let's go other places. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Obviously, if they don't have the good food like they do now, I, I really that that excited. would change it if they were if it was like Vegas used to be with just cafes and buffets and bleh. That would that would really bother that really. me. But um, I think there's ways around that. Honestly, I think it it would be um, if they didn't comp drinks anymore. I completely agree with you. What about you, Tony? Yeah, I would say the, the the drinks, but likewise probably the the rooms as well. If they if they think that they can start getting money for the, you know their what hundred thousand rooms they've got in town or two hundred thousand rooms they've got in town, they're going to start charging for all of them. I, I think that would probably let me put it this way: it would force me to go to other places like say Memphis, where we can go down to Tunica right. and do a couple right. of nights. That's my my thought is people, am I going to ever stop going to Vegas? Of course not. But instead of going to Vegas two or three or four times a year, maybe I just go once for the, Ve- the 360 Vegas vacations, right. but then I'm going to, you know, Tunica and I'm going to New Orleans or Atlantic right. City, things like that. I, I agree. I mean, we when we were in Illinois, they didn't comp drinks and we never went to the casinos there. We only went when we had to because at, at the time you needed the six-month... Um, Right, and we weren't going to Vegas as frequently. Yeah, we needed six months to go, so you know that's why we would go down. But yeah, no, we hadn't. We never. No. Nah. I mean, we go to Tunica because they comp drinks. It's it's reasonable. We have a good time. We go down there. It's not just because the comp drinks we go, but that's one of the things that we love about it because it is, it's as close to that Vegas. They've got at least a little cul-de-sac of properties that we go to. It's good food. It's got low gaming limits. You can get you know comp rooms where the room rates are really cheap. And they comp drinks. Well, and they have the, if you're sitting in a machine, they've, they've got the little call button for well, right. <laughs> where you can order exactly what you want, which is awesome. Right. But, I mean, it's so it's part of it, but I don't know that we would go, if they didn't comp, I don't know that we'd go. We no. There's good places to eat closer Around to here. home. Yeah. Why, why, and yeah. we've got other things we can do to entertain ourselves, you know, at home or nearby. So yeah. it's, it's all part of it, I think. Yeah. 
There you go. The Born 5 is filming in Vegas. Multiple sources and smartphones reported over the last week and change that the latest installment of the Jason Bourne movies is being filmed in Vegas now until mid-February. Locations include McCarran, the Greyhound station near Main Street Station, Aria, Valleys, and The Strip, the latter of which is reported to be host to a big car chase scene. On Tuesday... <laughs> it's, al it's almost... <laughs> Sorry. I think back to the, the article we talked about the other day where the woman ran over a bunch of pedestrians. I know, car right? Chase, you know, running over pedestrians. <laughs> I don't know why that's a flashback. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Unrelated. On Tuesday, part of the sequence was filmed in the form of a stunt involving a vehicle jumping from the property's Pork Ashore onto Flamingo Road. The following night, another part of the car chase sequence was filmed that included the relighting of Riviera's exterior tower. That's not all. It's being reported that Riviera's interior has been dressed with table games and slot machines. As you would expect, no word exactly what that means or how it will be used. Guests staying at Aria this week received a letter from the property informing them that filming would be going on at the property's North Valet, at Vidara, off Harmon Avenue, and Las Vegas Boulevard, as well as the main lobby, casino, and convention center, some of which will have simulated gunfire. <laughs> it's good to, to warn folks about that. Yeah, no shit, especially <laughs> about that. Uh, those of you interested, Vital Vegas shared a link to where you can sign up to be an extra in some of the scenes that require them, and it is believed that there will be a need for two to 3,000. No word what the installment of this series will be named and when it will be in theories, but it will once again star Matt Damon and feature Tommy Lee Jones and Julia Stiles. As with all Bourne movies, Vegas is only one of many cities that it will be featured in. In this installment, that will include England, D.C., and Berlin, but Vegas will be the location of the film's climax, as, as many of my climaxes feature. Oh, <laughs> So many of them around. <laughs> this is exciting. We're big fans of the Bourne series. Yeah. We've only ever seen two movies while in Vegas. One of them was a Bourne movie. This is true. Yeah. So, that's that. Well, and it's nice that Matt Damon's coming back for it. Yeah. Karen is a big uh, Jeremy Reiner fan, so Reiner. she did, she didn't... Uh, she did not lament as so many I, have with him in in the series. I, I love... I, I do. I love Jeremy Renner. I think he's hot. I, I just think there's something really attractive about him. So I didn't... I maybe wasn't upset as some of the others that he was in the last porn movie, although I understand the frustration or the dislike of the lack of continuity. I mean, yeah. Matt Damon is Jason Bourne, so then you throw another another character in there whose name is not Bourne, but you're still calling it one of the Bourne movies. I, I get where that was frustrating. But no, I'm, I'm thrilled that Matt Damon's back. I think, you know, the character that, that he's created is an awesome one, and yeah. the movies are always really entertaining, so... Um, yeah, I, I didn't hate the Bourne movie with Jeremy, Jeremy Renner as much as some other folks did. But, I didn't uh, hate it. What I didn't like is it, it, it felt like a reboot where you, like, we all know how, J those, those of us who have seen Bourne movies all know how we got to this point. And they spent an inordinate amount of time re-explaining, like, oh, this, this, uh, this, this new character, he kind of went through the same thing. And, and, and they're like, you know, I get it. I get it. So... Can we speed this up? Can we can we get to can we get to, to the actual action of the movie? I don't, I don't I don't need to understand why he. No, this guy forgot too, and now he's hiding and running. Like, yeah. Well, but I thought it was it was also kind of an extension of you know Jason Bourne wasn't the only person that they did this to. Right. right. So so yeah. Tell me about. 
Clix Mirage. You know, it, it's funny. We, we talked about this. Uh, this is Click is the name. Uh, and it is actually pronounced both ways. Click and oh, really? Cleek. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. But uh, we, <laughs> we did Cleek or Click. Isn't Cleek when you make up, when you spit with your tongue? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's Cleeking. <laughs> no, Click, Cleek, whatever it is, is uh, the new bar at Cosmopolitan. And um, only a few weeks after opening their newest lounge, Vegas Eater share details on Cleek Hospitality's new project coming soon. It will be at the Mirage in the space formerly home to the Revolution Lounge and will feature an Airstream trailer. What? Right. <laughs> uh, in, in, in the lounge. In the lounge. In the lounge. It will be called The Still, and the concept is described as a tailgate slash man cave vibe. The Airstream will serve food like street tacos and sliders inside the space. That will total 8,000 square feet and offer 50 domestic and imported beers as well as craft cocktails. Uh, the still is expected to be open in time for St. Patrick's Day. It sounds interesting, but it also sounds like uh, like you're making a mini fair. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see it, but I'm, I'm concerned. You know, it, it certainly is an interesting um, concept for Mirage to try a uh, an, an Airstream trailer. Doesn't exactly seem to me like it fits into the motif. Yeah. <laughs> of, of what Mirage, at least initially when it was first built, was going for. Right. But, I mean, certainly the Revolution uh, Lounge certainly seemed to have made a lot more sense. But, yeah. I, I, like, you know what? I'll give it a try as well. But I'm not exactly holding out hope for this thing. Well, <laughs> and I think that the Airstream, so depending on... That's the silver one. Yeah, I know. But depending on um, where it's located and if they keep... So, as it is right now, you really can't see you into can't the see Revolution the Lounge. lounge. Yeah. So, if they keep some kind of barricade, obviously they're not going to keep the big words revolution, you know, the big letters up front, but if they do something similar, I don't think it will detract from the look of Mirage, Tony, kind of like what you were saying. Um, it, it becomes then something that's not like you're going to look across the casino floor and, oh, look, there's an Airstream trailer on the other side of the floor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that they can do it in a way that's enclosed and encapsulated. I just don't get... And number one, I don't get the name. And number two, I don't get what an Airstream trailer has to do with it. Yeah. I, I don't know what's there to draw me in. It makes me think of those places in, in uh, specifically the drive through area where you see all of Elvis's cars. That's what it makes me think of. Like, it's just going to be so weird. Like, you look at a building and you don't know what it's going to be. And you go inside, like, it feels like I went inside a building exactly that you wanted me to be feel like I'm outside. Because don't they have, they've, they've got a... Um, in the Elvis Museum, where he's got all the cars, there is an Airstream trailer. I think, I think there is in there. I That's don't what think makes it's me think of it. Court, it's, but it's like I'm an going inside to, to feel like I'm outside, kind of like the the sci-fi cafe in Disney too. Like it's just weird going yeah. inside to a place that is meant to give the vibe that you're outside. Yeah. Yeah. That, that concept in general is weird to me. I look forward to the guy that's standing about six feet away, holding a hose connected to it, and just turning to me <laughs> and going, "Shitter's full." <laughs> Nice. <laughs> There's going to be free strip Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's actually available now as part of the infrastructure required to develop a smartphone app interactive map being called City Guide. Chirp, the company developing said map, has installed free Wi-Fi on the strip from Mandalay Bay to win at a cost of just about $750,000. The idea is something very similar to what you can find at Disney, an interactive map that will help you find entertainment, dining, attraction shows, and basically anything Vegas has to offer based on your phone's GPS position. 
It will give you directions, hours of operation, phone numbers, and as many details as the company is willing to pay for any of these companies. Or the kind of information that you can expect to find already on any smartphone maps app. The Wi-Fi can be accessed now by choosing the, quote, free Vegas Wi-Fi network on your smartphone. And we'll have speeds of seven megabytes per second for both upload and download. I don't believe that upload, that's bullshit. <laughs> the interactive map will, of course, direct you to the aforementioned site, which is active now, but still evolving. It's cute idea. I think it's kind of a lot of money. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see how this works, right? Well, map apps already do this and get better all the time. They do. I think what's different about this is if it, so think about we were just at Disney, right? And in their app that they've recently done, you get wait times for the rides, you get um, restaurant yeah. wait times, you get more information about how long it's going to take or is this full or is that not. Mm-hmm. There could potentially be, so think about uh, the height of summer if you want to go to the Flamingo Pool. If this app will tell you, you know, the pool's at capacity or okay. it, yeah. it's like Some, Something full. that a map app would never have. Right. I mean, a map app will give you, you know, locations and where you're at and where you're going. But if, if they're able to tie in um, property-specific or activity-specific information, mm-hmm. I think this could work. Now, the challenge, obviously, is going to be getting MGM, Caesars, uh, the Venetian Palazzo, whatever the ownership is, but getting all these other companies to all buy into one app versus going out and creating their own. And I think that's the risk that they're going to have because now that they're putting free Wi-Fi everywhere, that I think just gives motivation for some of the bigger companies that have deeper pockets to develop their own. Right, right. That will say, okay, here's all that information, but just for MGM properties in, in one app. And then there's all that information, but just for all the Caesars properties. It's an interesting concept. I guess my thought on it is I have a hell of a time uploading pictures to Facebook just from my own (laughs) Verizon data plan when I'm in the casinos. I can't imagine, um, and and, and, and I I don't know why, I don't know why it takes forever for pictures to upload and and in particular then why it drains, well I know why it drains the battery, it's because it's taken forever to try to upload. So now you've got this free Wi-Fi that everybody can tap into, It, it just seems... I don't know that this would be an any better alternative than using your data plan, mm. and and the data plan isn't all that good to begin with. Well, that's so true I, because the, like the speeds that they're talking about, most data plans. If you're in, you know, I mean, if you at least get a good signal, as as we've talked about, the the fucking Link Promenade, that is a fucking dead zone for AT and T. It's ridiculous. But if um if if you're in a in a decent signal, you're getting like twenty megabytes per second. So this is kind of crappy in that in that sense. Well, and the, the flip side of it is it's really going to depend on how strong the Wi-Fi signal is. Because right, as you, exactly. Because anybody yeah. knows that with a home internet or something, the more people you have connected, the exactly. slower the signal gets. Exactly. And I think that might have been part of Tony's point, is if you've all of a sudden got how many thousands of people in Vegas exactly. all trying to tap into this. It, you, you might, Wi-Fi should give you more opportunities to get connected, mm-hmm. but... If you've got everybody connected on that instead of their data plans, which let's face it, who wouldn't do that unless yeah. you're, you know, ungodly rich and you don't care how much data you're using? Or, or, or you're legacy in like us and we have unlimited. Yeah, that, that works for us. But, you know, that's where I think this could not necessarily be a benefit. I mean, initially you hear, oh, Wi-Fi everywhere, and then you realize, oh, yeah, it's you're, I mean, and that's usually the first thing that you get frustrated with is when you're in a place that has Wi-Fi and you're realizing it's taking longer, you're like, fuck this Wi-Fi. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Right. 
I get I get very Wi-Fi snobby <laughs> real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have a hotspot. Right. <laughs> nice. So Cirque is doing some refreshing. Yeah, as they've been known to do, Cirque is planning to work on some refreshing of two of their most popular shows as well as their worst. Chris Angel's belief is already in rehearsals for what is being called a major overhaul of the show, the second one in the show's history in Vegas. This one will be bringing new illusions, lighting, costumes, and maybe even a name change. They've extended their usual dark period in April to a couple of weeks, and when they reopen in May, they're saying 70% of that show will be new. Beatles Love will also have a refresh in time for their 10th anniversary in production. Again, all of the remaining Beatles and their wives of and the wives of the deceased are involved in the process. However, more the latter than the former this time, which is a little concerning to me. Well, but Yoko had—I mean, we've name? seen the behind-the-scenes of when they were putting the show together the first time, and Yoko had some really valid I agree. points. I, about I agree. Everybody think, shits on Yoko, but let's be honest. Oh, she, yeah, she was defending. You think about the original version that they were showing of um, Come Together. Yeah, she fucking oh, hated it. Yeah, and it I think good. a lot of people would have, yeah. too. Yeah. So I, I give her credit for that, but I understand. Those, those that don't know, crazy. Come Together was very literal. It was it was basically an orgy, and it she was, was livid yeah. over it. Um, so from that standpoint, and actually I'm excited. First I'm like, why do you get a refresh? Love, it's a great show. But then I'm thinking about it going, You've been doing this for 10 fucking years. They've been years. doing it for 10 years. And every, but it's one of those shows that every time we've gone, we notice something that we didn't see before. I'm so excited about this. I'm, I'm interested to see. I just I hope they do it with the same level of um, respect for I the music and the intent. I think they will, too. But, yeah, um, I'm, yeah so I'm actually kind of like, oh, now we're going to have something new to see. I do kind of Another reason to go see Love again. I know, right? I, and to I drag do, Tony to it. I do kind of feel <laughs> bad for, uh, like, people shit on Yoko all the time. But let's be honest. It's usually the woman, like, like... When, when you ever hear about, like, buddies, you know, kind of um, going apart from each other or, or, like, oh, this woman got in the way, it's usually that woman that made that guy happier than he's ever been. Like, it, it's not often that a girl comes in that you end up, like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she's you're, a bitch. You're saying the whole bros before hoes thing doesn't necessarily hold no. up? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, despite being referred to as a major refresh, every detail that they shared made it sound like the kind of stuff that most people wouldn't even notice. So I guess we'll have, we'll have to wait to see. Hopefully it was just bad writing. Uh, lastly, Bellagio's O will also undergo some changes. Similar to Love, the changes are being described as technical with some new elements. Both are expected to be up and running in time for this summer. Beatles Love also plans to have a red carpet ceremony to celebrate the 10th anniversary as well as these changes. That's it for news. We do have some prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Top Golf Vegas, the mega golf attraction, will be built just behind MGM Grand on Tropicana Avenue, and it's hiring for 850 people. Those of you interested will have a link on the blog thanks to Edge Vegas. It's being reported that Cosmopolitan's new sports book that we talked about on the last show is expected to be open in time for this year's Super Bowl. That is an interesting idea to have a sports book on the strip. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Vegas Bright is reporting that Brian Henson's Puppet Up Uncensored, an improv show involving puppets, will be coming to the Venetian. 
Shows are expected to begin in the spring, and videos are available on YouTube for those of you curious and or interested. You know, every article I read at this made a point of saying, you know, it, it this isn't like Avenue Q. Like, that was a bad thing. And I, I would argue that... Avenue Q was hilarious. I agree. I, I would argue that everybody's, that should be... <laughs> everybody's a little bit racist. Everyone's a little bit racist. <laughs> it's true. But, um... Who can't I, love that when, when, when you've got puppets talking about being racist, about... Internet. <laughs> Internet porn, porn, if you yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I agree. I, I, I would argue the fact that it isn't like Avenue Q and it's improv should be a warning to you to proceed with caution because yeah. improv has a fucking history of being awful. So, Well, it's also yourself. not our thing. We're, yeah. we're not typically big imp- improv fans, yeah. but yeah. If it's done good, you, you remember back in the early 2000s when um, Drew Carey had his Whose Line Is It Anyway show? Right. Yeah. Which was actually a redo of... An older oh, version yeah. of that show, yeah. but yeah. But I thought it was just, I mean, I just remember guffawing over how funny Wayne Brady was and uh, Ryan Stiles. So it's got the possibility, but it seems a little awkward that they're doing it with puppets unless it, their goal is to try to get away with more, like they're going to try mm-hmm. to be a little more offensive on purpose. And I mean, like what? The get puppet, away with it the puppet said it. It wasn't me. Oh, puppet. How could you, Puppet. Right. Well, exactly. think about Jeff Dunham's yeah. thing, what he gets to his puppets to say where he, when he's yeah. like, oh, can't believe you said I'm that. I'm so embarrassed that this puppet's <laughs> racist. <laughs> uh, we do regret to inform everyone, though, that Celine Dion's husband, Renee... Angelie, Angela, right? Is it Angelie? Ange- Angela? I don't know. Angela? Angela? I don't know. We, we don't want to uh, make Celine yeah. Dion's husband passed away. Uh, he died at the age of 73, finally succumbing to the throat cancer he had been battling for the last few years. No word on how this will affect Celine's shows, which were scheduled for January. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna. No, and it, actually, I saw an article yesterday. Though they had his his uh, service, his funeral service, yesterday, the day before, but they were showing pictures. I guess she stood. So it was an open casket. She stood by his casket, and the public. So they, they had, a, like, a private service for the family, but then they opened it up to the public. There were thousands of people mm-hmm. that came through the, the cathedral, and she was there greeting every single one of them, which, wow. I'll be honest, is not something I would have expected her to do. Yeah. Because she's... I, I've never... My impression of her, and granted, I don't follow her that closely, but my impression of her was never that she's this walk-amongst-the-people kind of person. Yeah. So the fact that she did this and... and actually, you know, greeted and spoke to everybody that came. I, I mean, number one, having recently lost a parent, not, it's obviously not the same as your husband, right. but I know how difficult that was. I can't imagine standing there greeting thousands of strangers and, you know, it just, I, I can't even comprehend how she maybe it's it. just Maybe it's just prolonging the inevitable. I mean, the end of this service means he's getting put in the ground, so... It, it, it could be, and maybe she is more connected to her fans. And I realize maybe she's drawing support from that. Yeah. So I don't know, but it, I, I thought the photos were amazing. Yeah. Westgate has released their new sports betting app for both Apple and Android devices. To use the app, you'll need to be a Westgate Players Club member and deposit a minimum of $100 into your account. However, it doesn't accept credit cards. You need to go to the sports book to sign up and make your deposit in cash. Those of you interested in more details, EDG. Oh, Edge. Edge. Why is it all capitals? It's because it's eat, drink, gamble. Oh, I didn't know that. That actually makes more sense. Sorry. I've told you before, but I'm pretty sure you're uh, drunk every time. Yeah, well, <laughs> that happens. Sorry, I just wasn't listening. Um, 
Edge Vegas did a great article that we will link to. State auditors say Las Vegas cabs overcharge customers $47 million in 2015 and recommended that the cab authority convention, whatever, the people who oversee it, that they be disbanded. As a reminder, both Uber and Lyft are available in the Vegas market now. I, so did did the article explain what they meant by overcharging? Essentially, is this just long hauling? Uh, not just long hauling. They had a gas surcharge that was when you, I, I, they compared it to everybody else, like every other market that has cabs and the actual cost of doing things like that in uh, in Vegas, that it was, it was way out of whack. And then there was like a $3 credit card charge. They were like, was completely like, like, I, I remember them specifically saying that that compared to every other market on the fucking planet is like, it's like 90 cents. And the fact that they were charging people $3, like it was just a whole bunch of shady practices. Like I, it was funny. I, I, I asked Karen, I'm like, so I already explained to me an audit here. Like, does it, does that have to happen? Is that something that they, they request or, you know, how does it work? And it, it just, just because it blew me away that the auditor was like, disband these fucking people. What they're doing is really <laughs> fucked up. Well, and so, I don't know if anyone else is interested, and if not, you can cut this, but you know, as far as why they did the audit and who requested the audit, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked at it, but there's a couple different reasons. One, if the cab what does it say? Cab somehow or publicly traded company, then they have to be audited for their earnings disclosures. If they are usually if you have a contract with a state of some kind, mm-hmm you'll have to be audited on a regular basis or just somebody that pays taxes. The state can come in and say, we're going to audit you. And it's kind of like if you're going through a personal audit, right? They want to verify your income and the expenses that you deducted. The other reason or way that there could be an audit is if they had a contract with, let's say, the the Las Vegas Conventions Bureau. I think that's it because every year they keep reporting. So there there could be a clause in that contract or the conventions bureau, bureau could be part of the state. I'm not sure which, I'm not sure. which one it is, yeah. but either one of those. If you have a contract with somebody, you can build in a clause that says you have to audit. You know, we have the right to audit you on a regular basis to make sure you're on the up and up. So there's a couple different reasons why they could be audited. Right. I agree. I just think it's funny that the auditors came back and said the whole oversight piece yeah. just needs to go away because obviously they're not doing a very yeah, good job. Yeah, just awful. They're like, yeah, you could fold it into uh, like the Vegas convention. Like they were like, there's already a, a governing body that could do this way better than what they're doing. But the flip side of this is, so they overcharged. I don't know that the state or the city really cares Why because that increases their revenue that they then get to charge more taxes on. Yeah. So although the auditing firm is coming out and saying you're overcharging your customers, the state's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Shame on you. Don't do that anymore. And I just, they, you know, I, I, I couldn't be a bigger proponent of Uber and Lyft now. It, it's like this is a company that has abused their power so much every fucking year, and, and nothing, nothing changes. Right. So I, I love the idea. It's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Are these guys coming in and competing with? Are they doing no? <laughs> go fuck yourself. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I hope you fucking go bankrupt. <laughs> you know, I if I may uh, channel my inner Hillary Clinton here, I got to ask, <laughs> what difference does it make? Because nobody's up in arms over the resort fees. Nobody's up in arms over the entertainment tax that, you, that you're now seeing at the bottom of your receipt when you go out to restaurants. Mm-hmm. This is just one more thing that we're getting charged for, and I don't understand why this particular story 
made the headlines like it did. Uh, and I'm not just saying why we're talking about it here. I mean, I'm just saying I've seen it all over, you know, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. And my, I, I looked at the article and I thought, who cares? You're already getting charged for resort fees and you're already getting charged for those, the, the entertainment tax in some places are, are imposing, you know, 18% uh, tip regardless of size of party mm. it just surprised me that this was that this was a story it's a great point well i think the funny thing is that in general people expect companies to give them a good deal and when you hear that you know the cabs were overcharging their com- their customers by 47 million dollars and of course you got to get the big dollar amount out there right, right. otherwise nobody's going to care People get, I think, people get a little indignant about it. How dare you overcharge me? Well, you knew what the fees were when you got in the cab. No, you're right. The same thing. It's the same thing with the resort fees. It's it's kind of like people are all up in arms about it with the free parking. How could you do that to me? Well, I'm going to make money, and if I charge you, you're going to do it anyway. So yeah. guess what? I'm in the business of making money, and that's what I'm going to do. You're and right. So I think that it's that same mentality that has caused this uproar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm kind of with you, Tony. It's like, it is what it is. And if anyone thought that the cabs weren't overcharging, you know, yeah. every time I see one of those fees that gets added on, you're like, all right, here we go. You know, it just, right. it is what it is. And if anything, it, it would push me more to use Uber or yeah. Lyft or something sure. getting around Vegas. That's it, it, The capitalists in us love competition for that reason. If, if, you know, when you're set in a situation where this is my only option, bitching is all you can do. It's like I'm either not going to do this or I'm going to do it and get fucked doing this. That's why I love having having competition. <laughs> so a costume from the Follies Bergier show will now be added to the collection at the Mob Museum. The link here is being used because the Tropicana had a well-known affiliation with the Mob back when the production first originally opened. I, I, I think they really kind of, that was a bit much. Trying to stretch. Yeah, because uh, like, when I first saw the article, I'm like, why are you putting a showgirls in in a costume in the mob museum? Well, I do think that there, and everyone knows there was a, a strong link between Vegas yeah. and the mob. And if you think that the showgirls weren't involved, whether they Fair were, enough. you know, hanging around with the gangsters, whatever, I, I think that, or they... You got a premier showgirl because she was some mobster's girlfriend. Right, yeah. uh, you know, I think there's a definite tie-in. Plus, anytime you add, and I also think showgirls are very. If you think about the mob time, the showgirls tie in with it. All right. So, uh, you Fair know, whether enough. it's that property or nothing, but I just I think it fits with the whole era. All right. I, I'm just hoping that one of the original mobsters' girlfriends will be there wearing the costume. Oh. I, I really want to see Sophia Petrillo standing there. Not with now. Her. Nice. <laughs> Nah, that's random. <laughs> <laughs> Melts Vegas is reporting that construction has finally begun on the sports book and bar at Casino Royale. It will be located by the Denny's, Outback, Walgreens, and White Castle. That's a lot of things to be located by. <laughs> and once open, be run by William Hill and utilizing their mobile betting app. Vegas Eater is reporting that, despite claiming they wouldn't be able to finish their project without a $25 million loan from the city, it appears construction on the Lucky Dragon has resumed and progressed to the interior, even though they were rejected for said loan. I think I already said they were rejected, but they were rejected. Just well, I-, I love the fact that the city of Las Vegas called their bluff. Right? <laughs> Kiss Mini Golf is closing their location off strip down by the Hard Rock 
on February 7th and will reopen at Rio in April of this year, clarifying their new target demographic, white trash. Right? Like all the things they're doing at Rio now be like, what? Are you trying to become Circus Circus Junior? I can honestly say I haven't been in Rio in probably seven or eight years, I bet. It's been a long time since we've been there. Yeah, it has been. And I... Okay, and I'll be honest, I'm not up with all of the changes that they're doing, but yeah, Kiss Mini Golf, why? At least when it was down by the Hard Rock, it sort of made sense. Well, see, I'll... Frankly, though, Karen, the reason why my wife and I haven't been to Rio in six or seven or eight years is because the last time we were there, it was... Well, I'll just say it. It was very douche-centric. Really? And very, very douche-centric. Huh. Uh, and so, and, now, and granted, like I said, six, seven years later, it may have changed. Um, but to me, it seems like they're probably getting... It, it seems like the Hard Rock and the Real that I remembered uh, were competing for the same clientele base. Huh. So it I just seems like that would make I, sense no, that I anything would... going from uh, Hard Rock would go to Rio. Huh. I, I never would have associated... I, I would have associated more the Palms and the Hard Rock going for the same sure. customer base, not yeah. Rio and the Hard Rock. You know something that's interesting to me? Because you know, we're talking about all the kind of things that would cause us to not want to do something, whether it be go to Vegas or take a cab or whatever. Um, you know what made me stop going to Rio? When they shut down Masquerade in the Sky. <laughs> I used yeah. to go every trip because they had that, especially if you had somebody new. Like, oh, yeah, we got to head down to Rio. That made me go, I don't really need to go to Rio. Yeah. Well, that's the same it's reason T.I. is not necessarily that important to do anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't they, think they really realize those free attractions. I, I, it just didn't occur to me until this very moment. Like, yeah, when they got rid of that, I had no reason to go back. But you got me to go back every time when you had it. Right. Sure. Huh. Which is, you know, even today, they refurb the, the Mirage Volcano. I think the, vol- the Mirage Volcano is one of the coolest things that you've got to see. I love you've it. got to actually watch it happen. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's move on to coming attractions. Coming attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Cradle of Filth. They're performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay, Tuesday, February 16th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $25. Iron Maiden is performing at Mandalay Bay on Sunday, February February 28th. Show starts at 7.50 p.m. Very precise. And tickets start at $57. (laughs) I I could have done research to find out why, but I agree. I just looked at it. I was like, what? ACDC is at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, Friday, February 5th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $69. Justin Bieber is performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, Friday, March 25th. Show starts at 8.30 p.m. and tickets start at $47. Daniel Tosh is performing at the Mirage on Friday and Saturday, February 5th and 6th, March 25th and 26th, and April 8th and 9th. Friday shows start at 10 p.m., not sure when Saturday start, and uh, tickets start bad. at $71. That would be 7 or 7.30. Whatever it was, it was weird. It, it There seems to be... And remember, I made fun of the... Uh, 
what the lipstick girls because like they'd always have a late show and then they'd have an early show on Saturday right. and then Daniel Tosh started fucking doing it. So I'm like, God damn it, Daniel. Maybe I, he wants to go out and party Saturday night. Actually, from my understanding, the way it is 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 it's got something specifically to do with you having a, a reoccurring production show in California that it makes sense for you to be able to get home for the Get get home earlier on on Saturday or something. That's Saturday a good call. or, or yeah, get a good call. home late Saturday night so you can be there Sunday morning. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen him in concert. He's really, oh really good. He's, he's really funny. Yeah, we've seen him twice, three times. We've seen him several times. He's yeah, awesome. he's oh, he's hilarious. And what I love about his live shows, um, it's always different. So we we started watching. We went to see him before he started doing Tosh Point and so he had all the, the comedy specials, right? That's kind of how I... Mark found him first, and I actually surprisingly thought he was funny, too. So we were going to see him. And what I loved about his live shows was that you get towards the end, and the crowd would start yelling out bits that uh. they had seen. <laughs> and he was like, really? Yeah. You've already seen it on TV. Now well, you're, you're paying here. People you're out you're there. paying was... me for it, and you want to see something that you already know the punchline to. Right. Like, All right. Here you go. And he'd, he'd rattle off one or two, but I just love that the live shows are completely different. He doesn't yeah. recycle any of his material, yeah, which I love. Uh, yeah, I can't recommend him enough. Scorpions with Queensryche are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock for a series of shows starting Friday and Saturday, May 13th through the 14th. And then Wednesday, May 18th, and then Friday and Saturday, May 20th and 21st. Shows start at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are kicking off the Fremont Street Experience Summer Concert Series Saturday, May 28th. They will be performing at the 3rd Street Stage starting at 9 p.m. And as usual, admission is free. And Jeff Dunham is performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on Sunday, June 5th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $50. It's funny. I didn't realize that his residency ended, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of missed more than half of the last show, but yeah. yeah it sucks to be you. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on the coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. On Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Jennifer Lopez is performing at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $71. Now let's check the river. So it looks like we've got some listener feedback here. We do. Who would like to share with us John Williams' email? I, I feel like I do a lot for this show, and I feel this is the time where you guys should read to me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Karen. Okay. So, John Williams wrote, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Tony for giving me a laugh today. There's nothing better than the confused look on your buddy's face when you can't stop giggling at him telling you that he plans to dry dock his boat for the winter. Thanks again. Love the show. And there was a, a follow-up question from John. If you won the Powerball jackpot, would you pay the guy for 360vegas.com? Would you let a listener pay if they won? I assure you, if I won half a billion dollars, there's a lot of things I would throw money at just for <laughs> fucking st for stupid sake. I'm sure I'd, I'd be like, how much do you want? Yeah, that's fine. I'm half. It I wasn't half a billion. It was 1.6 billion. 
Yeah, but once the taxes are done, you're, you're getting half a billion. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And in all honesty, I would let a listener do it. We've, we've, we're the kind of people that, Let's say if you go out to dinner with us, and and it's it's in our head that we're paying, we're fucking paying. It doesn't matter what you do. And I used to fight when other people try to do that until like I think Brian was the one that really got me to realize it. It's like you won't let someone else pay, so why are you going to? Why do you think I'm going to let you pay? Yeah, yeah. It's so I, I I've gotten that some people it means a lot. I know for us it means a lot in certain cases to be generous, and yeah. so I wouldn't I would never hold anybody back from that. And so hey, please, if somebody wants to co- toss us a couple extra million, I know, right? They Listen, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'll be honest. For for the small fee of ten million dollars, I'll make this my career. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then uh, Andrew McQuarrie wrote in and said, "Hi, Mark. Thanks for the great podcast. My wife and I are planning to attend Vegas Vacation Three in May. This will be our first Vegas vacation trip." I was listening to the latest Faces and Aces podcast and had an idea for Vegas Vacation Three. Not sure if your schedule was set or not. Mike, the security guard at SLS, seemed pretty willing to give a tour of the property to those interested. I did the tour of the Las Vegas club during the last VIMF and loved it. I thought if Mike was able to give the group a private tour of SLS, many Vegas fans would like it. I'm looking forward to meeting you and the crew in May. Happy New Year's. Andrew, also known as Wolverine Flyer on Twitter. Oh, is he from Michigan? I'm, uh, I would fucking imagine with that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting Andrew as well. Another Michigander. I, it's definitely interesting. I, I like the idea, but there's something that I like about not having anything that structured. Like, hey, we're all going to do a tour here. Like, I, I love the idea. I think it's great. But with all of our events, we try to keep them very... Well, we, we kind of have to keep them open-ended because as we've learned... Well, the first one, and I think, was in, in encouraged, reinforced. That's what I'm looking for. With the second one, you can have the best laid plans, but if the group is having a blast doing whatever it is they're doing, we're not necessarily gonna be like, no, we must stop and go right. to the next thing. So, I do. I like the idea. You know, SLS. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like the property as much, so I'm not nearly as interested as I would be if it were, say, um, the D or. Hell, even the plaza at this point. But, you know, another, a different property. That's actually interesting. I need to reach out to them. Like, will you guys show us stuff that people aren't supposed to see? (laughs) Or just show me. Just show me. Fuck these people. (laughs) Well, let's be fair. It should be the host, right? Right. So I think you and and Tony and I and Alistair, because Alistair hosts the reviews. I think, yeah, I think we can get. I I like how he writes in, like, here's a really great idea. We like that idea. Fuck you. We're going to go do it. Great idea, Andrew. Right? I'm gonna do that. We'll let you know how awesome it was. <laughs> I think I think we could pull this off. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. Well, thank you to both of them for uh, writing in. And John, you're so much fun. You know, I'll tell you that we got that was the last show that that we pushed out um, was a lot of fun. I had, it, I'll tell you the this show is a lot different, isn't it, than from our typical recordings? I mean, first of all, Mark, <laughs> you're gonna push out an hour-long show that actually is an hour-long show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and not with 40 minutes of cut scenes that we'll end up throwing in a tangent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the funny thing is, though, is when we do those shows, you know, like, for example, Man Behind the Curtain, I'm not drinking right now. I don't know what you guys are doing, but no. I... No, but I'm, I need one. I'm shaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
right after that, I'm going to call your sponsor and let him know, but that's not <laughs> Uh, but no, that was the so just some of the jokes that, that came out of last week's, I say last week's, you know, the last show that yeah. got posted was just so fun. And I'd forgotten about a good portion of them. People were tweeting out the different lines that you and I had had throughout the, the <laughs> night. And I, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about until I was finally in the car and had a chance to, to you know, turn Stitcher on. And I was just howling. Yeah. <laughs> so um, T- tangents are going to happen. They're, we're going to if I mean, obviously, we don't plan them. But unless no, but our conversations, go. yeah, unless our conversations completely change um, when when we record, it, there's usually a shit ton of things where we just tangent out on. So I I, I fully expect well, and us to, to have those. Point, the more alcohol you get in us, the more tangents there are Absolutely. because we're so distracted. It's almost like squirrel. We know? knew this was but this one was going to be frustrating because you know it, I'm not frustrated. It's just a different anytime when we're sober, we're we're a little more boring. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, it's a different thing. I still think we had some good... Oh, I, I do, I do. Uh, to me, it was it was frustrating because I know what we had. I, I As we were recording the last episode, yeah. uh, this time, I was looking... No bullshit. We were recording for three fucking hours, and we were, we were, we were almost blast. done. We were almost done, and we were your Mac just went, went crazy. It was, it was ridiculous. Like, I was looking at the recording going, my God, I have two episodes of Tangent on this, hands down, because <laughs> we were just... Oh my god, it was so much fun, and I'm sure we'll get right back to this on, on Friday. We had a couple technical difficulties last night, which is why we aren't normally drink I mean, like like normal. We aren't drinking. We aren't, you know. Uh, uh, what What's gonna be funny? I think the longer you do the tangents and, and keep those up, is when are we gonna go down a tangent that we've already discussed, but we don't remember we don't because remember. we were intoxicated <laughs> and we did it. So you're gonna be editing at some point. Going, why does this? This whole topic so sounds familiar. Yeah, there's a reason because we talked about it before. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you guys this before. Like you have. <laughs> Every time we get together, right. you mention it. Yes, we know. We know. Got it. Oh well, that's gonna do it then for episode 188. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via PayPal donations. You can buy stuff from our merchandise store, zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can go over to vegas.com. You can also help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you like to send us some feedback, written or audio, much like Andrew and John did, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. All right. Where can people find you, Tony? I am at Tony Snyder or at Vice Lounge OL. Karen? I am at Karen Mark. And, uh, yeah. Glad we got this one out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) This, this, This one is more annoying to me because of how good it was. And now, now we're back, but... Know, It'll be okay. I know, right? <laughs> just, uh, I just need to get a few drinks in me, and and everything will be settled. I think I have a problem. <laughs> Let's face it; we know we have a problem. Right? <laughs> it just it doesn't seem to be interfering with day to day life. I know, right? You know, that's really the biggest issue. Like, going, I shouldn't have to have a drink, so I stop shaking in the morning. But yet, I'm still very successful in my career. I. I these things shouldn't be happening together. Like, Look, what? the last stage is acceptance. Right. So. <laughs> I'm oh, fine with it. Right. I get it. I, I am I am high functioning. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next Friday. All right. See ya. Bye.